0: The Guardian.
1: Support for this podcast comes from Squarespace, the all in one platform that makes creating a professional website for your business, personal brand, or portfolio so easy it's newsworthy. Go to squarespace.com and use the offer Guardian to get 10% off. season of literary log-rolling draws to its close, we take a satirical look at eight of the big books of the year with The Guardian's John Crace and try to digest what they reveal about the state we're in at the end of 2014. Today's digested read is Hard Choices, the autobiography of Hillary Rodham Clinton, no less, who may or may not become the first woman president of the United States.
2: All of us face hard choices in life. My hardest was how to find the time to write my presidential election manifesto for 2016. Luckily, Simon & Schuster provided the money, and three interns were assigned to remember the thoughts I may have had during my four years as Secretary of State. It was the evening of the 5th of June 2008, and I was heading to a meeting with Barack Obama. Not the one I had hoped for or expected. I'd lost the race to be party leader, and he'd won. But now is not the time to dwell on the fact that he had run a particularly unpleasant personal campaign against me and my family. Now is the time to unite the Democratic Party for the sake of the United States of America in its time of need. I'm not going to kid you, said Barack. I don't much like you or your husband. But you are dangerous enemies, so I'd like to keep a close eye on you, which is why I am appointing you Secretary of State. My first inclination was to sulk and say no. But then I remembered it was my duty to self-serve my country. I talked it over with Bill, or billionaire as I sometimes call him in bed. Brackets. Nice intimate detail, Hills. More of these, please. Bill was as supportive as he'd always been throughout my career. It's going to be tough, babe, he said. But we were broke before when I left office, and I don't mind if we're broke again. If I have to cut down my $200,000 per hour speaking engagements to twice a week, then so be it. My first assignment was to go to Beijing. I'd noticed China was well on its way to becoming a global superpower, and it was important to let them know that there was nothing to fear from relaxing state control. Just because I live in the world's greatest liberal democracy, I told President Hu Jindao, doesn't mean I have to mention anything about the Whitewater scandals, Vince Foster, or my husband's inability to keep his pants on. Hu was extremely reassured. As I flew on to Burma, I decided I couldn't be bothered to use hair conditioner. Brackets. No, that's Fab Hills. Gold dust. The press called me Hillary au natural. I loved that, and so did the Burmese women who seemed to instinctively relate to my natural womanliness. The first time I met Aung San Suu Kyi, we were both wearing white dresses, which we agreed was a coincidence. We also agreed that the Burmese military authorities had a long way to go to improve their human rights record. We departed firm friends, and I sent her a catalogue for Victoria's Secret, for which she thanked me. Relations with Iraq and Afghanistan have been tricky ever since I voted in favor of the invasion of Iraq in 2003. I sometimes felt Barack didn't fully understand how complex the situation really was, but I expect he had a lot of other things to think about. Many nights I lay awake pondering the best humanitarian solution for the poor, embattled folk of these countries before launching another drone strike in the morning. These were hard choices, but someone had to make them. It's been brought to my attention that, if I hope to flog this book in the UK, I ought to include some insights into Brit politicians. Brackets. Don't worry, Hills, we're on it. We've just googled David Miliband, and he has a much tighter butt than David Cameron. I always felt David Miliband was extremely perceptive, and boy, did he make my legs go wobbly. Barack was somewhat naive in welcoming the Arab Spring. In hindsight, I'd always felt there was room for things to go wrong, though it was only with great reluctance that I gave the orders to invade Libya. Obviously, I deeply regret the death of the US ambassador in Benghazi, but I acted absolutely correctly given the information available. Any failures were entirely due to military intelligence and Barack not taking matters as seriously as he should have. Though he did have a lot of things on, so it must have been hard to keep fully abreast. After Barack was reelected in 2012, I felt it was time to stand down because I wanted to spend time with my fabulous husband Bill, of whom I'm so proud, and enjoy being a grandparent to Chelsea's child. Remind me whether it's a boy or a girl. Thanks. It was only after I'd stepped down that I realised I now had time to plan my presidential campaign. Fancy that! Digested read digested. Don't order new curtains for the White House just yet, Hills.
1: Hadley Freeman, reading Hard Choices by Hillary Rodham Clinton, as digested by John Crace. John joins me now in the studio along with Ewan McCaskill, who is diplomatic editor of The Guardian and was in Washington all the way through those critical years. Ewan, is this book a true representation of Hillary's time, never mind John's digest of it?
3: It's a fairly sanitised version. The first time I saw Hillary Clinton was in January, February 2007. I went to see her in Iowa, uh, where she was about to sort of stand for the White House. And I was really disappointed when I saw her. her speech was full of platitudes and clichés. Totally vacuous, you know, totally sanitized. And I thought, what a disappointment. Uh, And then I saw Obama and thought he was great. And reading her book had the same feeling. It was better than her uh, original autobiography, but it was still full of these sort of clichés, platitudes, very prim version of what had happened at the State Department and their dealings with Obama.
1: John, in terms of political autobiographies, how does this rate? I mean, there have been an awful lot of them, haven't they? Everybody does one eventually.
0: It's totally of a piece with American presidential autobiographies, which are always sanitised. Punches are always pulled. I mean, the Clintons and Obama really don't like each other, but that's only hinted at here. And you get a few sort of neat little details or like, oh, yes, I really fancy David Miliband, which you suggest is being put in by one of her aides and that she probably doesn't even know who David Miliband is. But they said we'll need a few sales in England. Yeah. I mean, British autobiographies are sort of different. You do get the sort of may and non-culpa ones, but you also get much more point scoring in British Prime ministerial autobiographies where yeah you know, I was right this person was horrid and was wrong um, this is sort of far more clinical and detached and pretty tedious I would say but it's
1: going to be one of a sequence of autobiographies isn't it it's the, the autobiography isn't a single thing now is it in the, in public lives presumably I, she will have time to do that after she's finished being in office but she can't take
3: risks, can she? I think that was her problem in 2007, if she'd dispense with the clichés and platitudes. Um, but what's interesting, in this book, uh, she starts with uh, you know looking back on the campaign against Obama, and uh, she, there's a few pages detailing the speech she gave about, at the end, how this was a sort of victory of sorts for women, uh, you know, cracking the glass ceiling. Uh, which was a great line, and it was good to see how she sort of put it together. And at the time I thought, that's a fantastic speech. Why weren't you like that two years ago? You know, if you'd shown that kind of emotion uh, and you know a little touch of honesty uh, throughout the campaign, maybe you'd have won. So I hope she's learned a lesson, and when she stands, as we all expect her to uh, you know, in the coming two years, then I hope that's the Hillary Clinton we see.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think Ewan has hit the nail on the head. I mean, perhaps this book shouldn't be read so much as an autobiography version one, but more as a sort of presidential manifesto. This is the personal Hillary, and I will be kind of fleshing it out later.
1: Well, buy the book, read it, and make up your own mind. Thanks to Hadley Freeman, John Craze and Ewan McCaskill. Hard Choices by Hillary Rodham Clinton is published by Simon & Schuster in both the UK and the US. You know
0: you know Goodbye, For more great downloads, go to theguardian.com slash audio.